Hi guys, welcome to Soulful Guidance with Ileana. Um, today I have a very special guest. I have my husband, Savan Castell here. Hi. <laughs> um, his first podcast ever. Um, so this is going to be part two to the, inf the infidelity podcast episode that I did a few weeks ago. Um, I took a little bit of break on them. We went on a great vacation, had the kids home for a couple of weeks for spring break. So we kind of figured this was the time with the best alignment and I think kind of like feeling overall. So we're just gonna kind of get right into it um, and almost like riff. There's really nothing planned or anything. Just gonna talk about it so you guys get our perspective, um, especially Esteban's, I think, you know, obviously you guys got my perspective on like my end of it and what I experienced and just kind of the back end of it. But I think sometimes we don't really get the opportunity to see the flip side of it, you know, and know that everybody's situation is different. You know, this is just ours. And if there's even um, a part of it that you resonate with it and other parts you don't, then leave it. You know, take what resonates with you, leave what doesn't. Um, we're just here to share our story, to help whoever, you know, help whoever, give whoever clarity that needs it. Um, but know that just everybody's situation is very different. Um, okay, babe. So when I got these topics, um, via like Instagram in my box. Um, one of the big ones was how to forgive someone after they were unfaithful and how to overcome heartache after infidelity destroyed your marriage. And I thought that word like destroyed was so big, you know? Yeah. I think in our, just in our relationship, I think there was points where I felt like there was a point of like destruction you know, and I think essentially there was, right? And you have a choice, right, to either build, right, rebuild, or you just kind of like let that space kind of clear up and you kind of move on, right? Yeah, and I think it comes down to, you know, a decision, uh, not necessarily on both parties, but a decision with yourself. You know, if you want to continue to rebuild or, I guess, walk away. Right. That is a big one. Essentially, it does take both people. It takes two people to decide to move forward together, right? It does take two. But the main people, too, are yourself as an individual, right? Right. Individually, whether you were the cheater or the one cheated on, um, you have to ask yourself, like, am I in a space to even work on myself through this? Because, um, like I had said, like in the first episode, um, the second time it happened, everything in 20, 2019, I think it was 2019. Yeah. Um, and I had told you like, you know, whatever reason you're about to give me, um, I know that I have like nothing to do with, you know, the decision that you made. And I still hold very firm like to that 
to that statement that I made you. So why don't you kind of like give everyone like your perspective or I think people would always want to know like, well, why did you do it? Right? Mm -hmm. Like if you have a family and you have this and you have that. And I, I think I knew for me, like, obviously there was something way below the surface and I recognize that. I just didn't know with you, like what that was. So why don't you kind of like go into what your why was or you can go to 2012, you know, 2019, like both. I'm not too good with timestamps, so I'm just going to kind of... Well, I guess... I guess flow with, I guess, just the different time frames, like the experiences. Um, And that question is interesting because it's also a question I've asked myself um, many times. You know, over and over in my head... And not necessarily during the whole thing, but after it all, which is kind of a shitty (laughs) time, I guess, to ask yourself that kind of question. Um, You know, during the whole thing, I felt um, there was something I was looking for, and it wasn't something that I could get from you. And I know a lot of the times, sometimes people will say, well, well, you did this or you made this choice because you know maybe you're not getting it at home or your wife isn't um meeting your needs or you know whatever um but it it took me a long time to kind of realize that and it wasn't until you know after being caught and and everything kind of being exposed so I have to I had to really like sit with myself and and to ask myself those questions again and really just like go deep and figure out why um, why I was doing the things I was doing because honestly during the whole thing even from the beginning I I wasn't thinking about my family my kids um, back when the first time it was just Fela but um, I, I wasn't thinking about anything else but myself that's one thing that I had to really um, accept is that I was very selfish back then you know I wasn't worried about your feelings anyone else is just mine I was just more um, I just cared about getting what I wanted to get to feel better you know as far as like confidence and just better about myself in general Okay, so I guess that was, like, my next question is, like, what is it that you were looking for? Well, I've, I've come to realize that, I, you know, I wasn't, a, I wasn't an attention whore. I loved getting attention from people. I like people to compliment me. And it's so funny because you don't seem as, like, a person that that is very, like, out there. Like, you're very, like, quiet. You know, you're kind of shy. Like, you don't seem like a person that would like seek that even mm-hmm. you know and I think for me like some of the things like that I would hear you say I'd be like you're full of shit you know <laughs> because I'd be like you attention is like the last thing you <laughs> seem to look for like I think people would look at me and be like well that's the attention whore right it was like low-key though like it's not you're not gonna be like oh yeah I love it you know you're not gonna go out there and say I, I really want your attention which probably would have been the healthy way to I guess get that but 
I don't know, for me, it was with females. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's another thing that I had to come to realization down the road is that I didn't get that female attention from my mother. Mm-hmm. So it took me a long time to realize like that was kind of the root of the attention. Mm-hmm. But with the whole cheating thing, like I was getting it in a, in a, the wrong way. Mm-hmm. I guess like some people would say, and I, I'm going to like ask him the questions like during this that I think some people would be like, well, like, you have female attention at home. You got three daughters, you know, you have a wife, you have like a female cat. And I think we had a female dog at the time. Like, that's bullshit, right? No. And trust me, like I've had these, co- these, I've asked all these questions that I'm going to ask and like he's <laughs> answered them to me. But I think like for you guys to kind of like hear just like the dialogue in that sense, you know, like I think some people would say like, well, you're full of shit. Like you had female attention at home. Like why was that still not good enough? And I can understand both sides why someone would think that, you know, mm-hmm. and I think it takes someone to kind of, um, I guess have a better understanding of uh, what's that word I'm trying to say I guess just have a better standing of it all you know um, I kind of had like a brain fart here for a second it's okay um, I get to see how it's easily easy for someone to judge and say oh that's bullshit you know like it's just uh, an excuse or right you're surrounded by all this feminine energy like why not just kind of like be grateful for like what you have and you know like all of that and I always think it's like all of it should be enough you know right um so essentially one of the main things that you found that you were looking for was attention like feminine female attention was there anything else that you found that like you were you felt I feel like there's like almost like an emptiness like there's a void right you're trying to like fill yeah and I mean for me growing up my dad was you know locked up for eight years of my life growing up so even when I was a baby he was already you know in prison so I was raised by my older sister which she was still a child at the time and my mom was always working and so I mean it's funny because I like I I did have that feminine energy but like my sister was still growing up so I wasn't really getting a whole lot of attention from her I mean of course she you know took care of me and and loved me but you know there was just still something missing I don't know if it was like the motherly nurturing I don't know and then you know there wasn't a man around in my life so uh it's almost like I didn't have anyone to kind of teach me uh I don't know I guess good morals you know is it do you think it's a thing about morals or is it that I don't know I guess in that sense like I look at children right who because it's very easy where you know you're dad you know had his past you know that Mm -hmm. he did that people would assume that you could be a byproduct of that right but overall like Esteban is an incredible like human being like he is a great father 
he is a great husband um and when I look at you know just anybody in general you know like I I always want to know like what has like happened you know beneath the surface because we don't have to be a byproduct of our past of our childhood of our parents you know even I don't even know what I was like kind of going on with that but um you know I think that's too like where as an individual it's our responsibility you know just like the choices that we make whether it is infidelity or it's something much severe you know like all those choices that we make as an adult like we could use other people as like the reasoning you know for it um but essentially it's our responsibility to like heal from it to know better to do better yeah and i think excuse me i think as a kid too you know i think it's still important to i think we as parents play a very crucial role um because of course what your kids see or see your parents doing it it does as a big impact even if they might not show you know or it might not always happen right away but i think we do have a big impact on their lives in the future you know mm-hmm. uh and everything we do how we talk to each other you know how we kind of carry ourselves and and all that um i think next question it might kind of seem not like off topic but maybe like off like this point is um i think for some people like when we get into whether it's a physical relationship or like an emotional relationship with another person you know which could be platonic it can be romantic whatever um sometimes it's hard to kind of like let go of that other person you know and I'm sure there's some cases where there was hard to like detach themselves like from another person in your personal um experience with these like two women was it hard for you to detach yourself from them like emotionally energetically physically um was that something that was hard for you to do or were you like honestly not at all it wasn't I never had any type of like uh it was never like it never came down to like an emotion for me to where I felt like I was like you know and I think there was a lot of things that had been said, like, in the first the first time it happened, that I was almost, like, telling the person anything they wanted to hear to get more of what I wanted, mm-hmm. you know? So, but no, it wasn't, it wasn't hard for me. After everything, like, it was, it was easier for me to just be like, okay, like, it's over with. It, I can easily forget about it, mm-hmm. you know? There uh, wasn't any kind of strong attachment to where I had issues parting away or you know had it been something more emotional do you think it would be harder I mean yeah I think if you start developing a certain type of emotion or feeling a certain way then I think it probably would be do you think emotional affairs are worse than like physical affairs definitely um in your opinion obviously yeah yeah in my opinion, because I think, especially if the other person starts developing emotions too, then I think that's where things could get pretty, mm-hmm. pretty messy or pretty bad. Yeah, I think I could definitely, and I think it's too like the makeup of a person, 
where, you know, some people say, um, you know, like, oh, if my partner ever cheated on me, like, I would leave. I think I used to think that. I used to say that very ignorantly and hypocritically because, like I had said in my first episode, like, my ex prior, like, I cheated on him a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, so when this happened to me, I kind of thought I was, like, holier than thou, like, why the fuck would this happen to me? And then, I mean, karma comes in different ways, and it just kind of, you have to pay back karmic debt. Not to say I was deserving of it, but I definitely accept where I made my own choices, but I think I'm too one of those people that, like, the physical, you know, is a lot easier to kind of, like, move past opposed to the emotional so I definitely I guess we are in agreement, like in that space of of the things yes okay so on a personal level like for you what did peeling back the layers you know you did talk about like the abandonment like and the need for like your mom but like what were some of the hardest parts of like your own healing and do you believe that I know there was like the saying I remember my dad so very clearly told me after the first time like once a cheater always a cheater mm-hmm. mind you I knew like my dad had a history of that like in the past um and I think for me like I held on to the words of my dad like saying that like what if this happens again or what if he's right you know because yeah. we tend to think like oh our parents are full of shit but then they end up being right and then we're like my mom wasn't wrong or my dad wasn't wrong you know and I guess like you did kind of like prove the point yeah for seven years down the road (laughs) you know and we'll get into that too Um, I'll take a note of that Um, but what did you find like on your individual level of like going within healing and what did that look like that was actually probably you know peeling back the layers and all that it was a lot tougher than I guess I guess the reactments of um, you know of getting caught and of and being exposed because you really have to um, I guess kind of see who you truly are um, accepting that was really hard for me because there was times where I felt like a monstrous person like I felt there was times where I wanted to just like walk away you know like I'd be doing you guys a favor if I was just to like walk away so that maybe you guys would be happier or someone else would come into your life that would be better you know mm-hmm. um, so that was hard for me to, to really sit with and um was it more like for me or was it for like the all-encompassing me and the girls it was for it was for all you guys because i know everything i did affected all of you um but that was a decision i really had to think about because i knew um almost felt like it would have been 
easier to just walk away mm-hmm. than to actually face um, face everything that I have done, like the choices that I made. It would have been easier for me to just like walk away and be like, okay, like, you know, Ileana will figure her stuff out. We'll figure things out with the kids and kind of just go our separate ways. But you know, that's not what I wanted. I I wanted to I wanted to figure things out with myself, and I wanted to, you know, ultimately be better for my family. I didn't want to walk away from my family, so. I made a decision to to stay and fight, you know, for you guys. I don't necessarily feel like it was like a fight, you know. I think it was just. Well, it was more of a battle with myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't like I was fighting against you or the, you know. I think in like the twenty twelve like situation, like that was definitely more of like a fight with me. But twenty nineteen was like. No, this is yours to carry. Like, yeah. I'm not going to carry that. Um, what was I going to say on this point of... I think that is the hardest part. Even, like, on my side of it where making that choice, and I talked about it in the first podcast episode... Um, part one where I said like you know I very often would go back and forth between like whenever my daughters learn about this you know when they're at an age you know we feel like they can understand and kind of like all of that Um, I feel like my oldest well our oldest like she felt the vibration of it very deeply and she kind of had an idea of like something had happened just not exactly what um but I would always go back and forth between like what am I am I staying you know for the kids or if I stayed will my girls in a sense either like judge me or say like well why did you stay like I wouldn't have done that and I can't live my life in that sense you know, to, like, what they will think, but that was a big part of, like, my process of, like, can I stay, you know, like, for them? Like, do I need to teach my daughters, like, this is unacceptable and you do not let a man do this to you, right? Or can their dad, like, transmute, right? Can a person transmute this energy? And I believe that the shadows always live within us right like they never go away and the work that we do on ourselves like is a testament to the daily choices that we make the moment to moment choices right because someone could message my husband today or me right and throw out like a pussy pass as my mentor called it (laughs) (laughs) or a dick pass or whatever you know And we have to discern, like, within ourselves, like, do we engage in that or do we not, right? What is the level of it, right? Yeah. And I think, like, more than anything, like, that for me was, like, the biggest part is, like, being able to show my daughters, teach my daughters whenever the point comes is, like, 
yeah, our shadows, you know, they stay with us forever, but we get to make a choice every day. And I hope that they get to see that their mom, you know, saying that there was, that was a choice too. You know, that was a choice. But I think that's another part is like, we had to get very like clear on what forever was and what it wasn't. And we kind of had to take it off the table. Yeah. And I remember that conversation that we had where I pretty much presented like, I want to get to a point in our marriage where it's like, we have to accept that we might not be each other's forever. And I think too, like when you get married young or I don't know, I guess even, it doesn't really matter the age. No, Cause I think, I think there's so. people that are still very well up there in their years that believe like, oh, this person completes me or this person is like my other half. Um, and I don't think I ever really like looked at a seven as that, you know, but definitely like that pressure of like forever was there. And so we had to do work around that, like accepting like there might not be a forever here, but what there can be is a space of respect, mm. of understanding, you know, like growth that if one day one of us says, you know, like, I don't feel like we're like, I'm serving this relationship or you're serving this or just that we're like this relationship isn't serving either of us because i think if it's not serving one person it's probably not serving the other right um yeah that that was a hard conversation to have like, i have to uh, uh say um i mean um yeah like we we've agreed to that and i'm i'm totally fine with it but that was that was a hard one to have <laughs> I remember the look on your face where you were like, are, are we breaking up? Like, are we divorcing? Like, I think, you know, we are so afraid to have those conversations of like, what if this doesn't work out, you know? And I think everybody wants to have a peaceful, like, life and co-parenting situation, like, either which way. But I'm like, these conversations need to be had. Like, we can't be afraid of divorce we can't be afraid of separation we can't be afraid of that because if we are like it's always going to keep us like in a certain space so that fear can no longer be i remember for years i don't even know if you like know this but for years anytime i would have like a card reading by someone or an intuitive read of any kind my energy would go straight to like is my husband either going to cheat on me or are we going to get a divorce mm -hmm. for years i fixated like on that and I got to a point where it was like I know I have to be projecting that into the marriage of some <laughs> shape or form like I can't do this anymore like it's exhausting like I don't want to focus on this you know um I want to go into the seven-year gap okay mm -hmm. right because we've had 2012 2019 and I remember having conversations with some people like my clients like my one-on-one -on -one clients like I would speak very openly and candidly about like the things and I think if you had like a one-on-one -on -one conversation I've always been very open about our history um and a lot of people would always ask me like do you trust him or can you go about your day or your life without thinking like he's going to do something and I feel like for the seven year gap I did not feel like that stress or that pressure or fear of you doing anything. In that seven year gap, like 
were you curious of engaging with other people or were you really just kind of like in our relationship you mean like the seven years of like nothing going on right like was there anything actually like going on or were you hiding things i personally felt like on an intuitive level and all that like i wasn't concerned about anything i didn't have like a red flag or anything no and 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 i and the reason being is that i think even to like now um you know there's times that you know after everything happened where i'm like it's always that thought in the back of my mind like oh she's never gonna trust me again or if i do this she's gonna think this or it's always just that that stress and that worry that you're always gonna think i'm up to no good or i'm doing something wrong Mm -hmm. when i know that i'm not Mm -hmm. so i really had to kind of learn to just um that was a big one because I feel like there'd be times where I'd text you or something and I think you would assume that I was thinking you were up to no good and I was like in a completely different space. Yeah. And it took me a while to, to like really uh, I, I guess kind of get a, a grasp on like my own emotions mm-hmm. because I think if I were to like I guess fall into the space that you were then things would have kind of went more downhill Mm -hmm. or an argument would have happened and it would have just been this big thing but I think honestly and this is kind of like I don't know what what you would even call it a tip or a trick or what but I think if you're if you can trust yourself and be honest with yourself then your partner or significant other whoever will start to feel that too. Right. Um, and that's where I kind of just like, kind of let go of that. I'm like, okay, even if she thinks I'm not doing nothing good, you know, it's fine. Mm-hmm. She's, um, she she's validated to feel that way, you know? Mm-hmm. But I know I'm not doing anything wrong. So, you know, I'm going to try to like, um, I guess almost like hold that space for you to like to kind of come back into that where I'm at and know that I'm not doing anything wrong yeah I think that was a lot of it too where I feel like 2012 like didn't get fully like healed and all that so 2019 slash 2020 we'll get into 2020 um felt very like I had learned all these things you know like I had all these tools now I had to kind of like implement them and there would be times where I know like I was the one that was kind of like causing the reaction or I was very triggered or a thought came into my mind or a question and sometimes I could not ground myself enough to like check myself before I would like reach out to him and kind of like go in or like have a reaction or an attitude or something you know and I know like how hard that is when someone is like coming at you like real hot and to kind of like it's okay you know like I I empathize like with you like feeling this way and you are valid to feel that way but 
I know like within myself like I'm not you know doing anything and I think like some of those conversations rather than because I know if he would have engaged and got defensive like with me like it would have just been the shit show mm-hmm. like yeah and and there there was times where that did happen you mm-hmm. know because I wasn't really I wasn't grounded within myself and it was because then my own mo- emotions got in the way and I'm like well why you know, I'm not doing anything wrong. Why the fuck would she think I'm doing this or doing that? But then I'm like, well, because it, <laughs> there's been times where I, I was doing something and I was up to no good, you know? So, um, it definitely took a lot of work to, to get through that. Mm-hmm. I think especially even with work because, like, to have time with these women to... Um, you left work, you know, like you decided to like not get paid, you know, kind of take away from your family and all that. So I know there'd be times like as I was like going through my own healing journey and all that. And like, I would think about those things like this guy doesn't give a fuck about work. Right. Or like bringing money into the house. Like how could I even like trust him to go there? Because even the two women, like he worked with them. So it was like you know there was that feel like can I not trust him to go to work like what needs to happen in order for me to like kind of feel this trust but I love that you brought up trust you know just a bit ago because people ask me like well do you trust him and I think it you do have to trust the other person like don't get me wrong like you do have to but I know for a fact that you have to trust yourself right that you know, this person can go on a trip or can go to the grocery store, can go to work or whatever. Like, you have to know, like, the strength you have within yourself. I remember in 2020, we're going to get into 2020, okay. the night that you, like, spoke your truth. Um, to 2020? Yeah. Well, 2019 is when it happened, and then 2020 was when it was, like, the truth, right? Um and you'd plan to like leave. Like you were like, I don't feel like I deserve to be here. Like I'm just gonna leave, like, and all that. And I had this feeling like, well, one, I was like, you're not gonna like leave. And then our daughters wake up in the morning and I have to explain, like, what am I gonna tell them? You mm-hmm. know, like you don't get to leave that mess for me to clean up, right? Yeah. Um, and I said, why don't we call um, my mentor and just talk to her, right? And I wasn't even in a space of, like, you need to stay or, like, we need to be together. It was just, like, I think we need to kind of, like, level out. Like, you just kind of, like, spoke this truth. I just got out of a womb healing session. Like, we needed to ground back into self and just everything. And she had made such a great point. And she said, if she was like, I'm not going to tell you to stay. She was like, you have to make your own decision. But what I am going to tell you is the devil never stop? The devil never sleeps. Mm. And when she said that, like, boom, like it clicked. Like why I was feeling the way that I was feeling. And she said, if you feel like you can leave your house, right, to do whatever you need to do to like heal yourself, work on yourself. Um, and if your phone goes off, you know, she's like, because the devil never sleeps. Like, you're going to get a pussy pass or, like, someone's going to message you out of the blue or, you know, like, that's what happens, right, in those situations. If you know in your soul, like, you are strong enough 
to trust yourself to not engage back or you know that that's not going to happen to your wife like someone's not going to come and knock on Ileana's door with you not being in your house right then you if you have the strength you know to like say no to those temptations and all that then by all means like walk out of this house I didn't say it at the time at least not until like he answered you know I did not feel like Esteban was in a place of like he can trust himself yet I couldn't and I I and that's you know I had to realize that and I wasn't I, I was broken down I was you know vulnerable and I was I didn't I didn't trust myself to to leave that to walk out the door because even though I probably would have said oh yeah I'm gonna work on myself you know well I think that's the difference too is like 2019 it was like he had said like or you had said, like, nothing had happened. Like, you'd gone to this person's house, but nothing had happened. Like, there was a whole story there. But then in 2020, like, it got re-brought up again. And me, because of the work that I do, I was like, if it's showing its head again, like, there's obviously not a close-up here. There's not, like, something's not finished. Yeah. You know? And I think you also saw the, the piece within me of, like, there's something still here. You know, and not that I'm like mad about it or anything, but it's like I want to be done with this topic. Like I'm, I'm, I'm over it. Yeah. Um, and we'd been doing that work, so in 2020, it kind of represented itself. It was like, I just, I just want the truth, whatever that is. And I even reached out to the woman, you know, and I think you had told me that night that you had told me like the truth. How I kept looking at my phone that day. Like, you noticed, like, I kept kind of, like, checking my phone. Like, if I got the message, if I got the message. And, like, what that, like, made you feel, right? Mm. Um, what did it feel like to speak your truth? Like, what were the emotions leading up? Because I was in a womb healing session, like, for a whole hour, like, kind of before, like, coming out and then all that. Like, what was the process of that for you? It was, it was definitely a battle with uh, with fear. That was, like, my biggest thing. That's uh, my biggest fear was, you know, losing everything, losing my family, you. And I think that's why I tried so hard not to get caught. I was doing anything I could to protect me from losing you know everything uh so for me it was very scary to like to be honest and because I didn't know what the outcome would be which you know it could have went it could have went either way but that was just like the biggest fear and I had so much I had so much trouble like getting over that but then I finally was like you know what what whatever the outcome is like it's it's, it's just what's gonna happen you know mm -hmm. <laughs> i'll have to figure out a way to either live life you know without my family or you know see uh, which way the other way is gonna go i remember telling you like i don't remember if it was either in 2019 or 2020 where i said I can't, like, make a drastic, like, decision right now of, like, we're going to leave or I'm going to kick you out. Like, I had, I very, like, clearly said, like, I don't want you to, like, 
be in fear of like losing your family. You know, like I, if you choose to heal, you know, which of course I'm always going to suggest to a person, do it for yourself. Don't do it for the kids. Don't do it for me or the family. Like do it for you if you're going to do it. Yeah. Know that I'm not in an energetic or mental space to like pack my shit up and the kids shit and like leave or to even kick you out. You know, like I just didn't have that, the capacity to do it. So don't like sit here and ponder like that being necessarily like an option could it be yes but like I just I wanted him to know like I wasn't like in a space to like do that because I don't necessarily believe me personally everybody's situation's different of like drastically and dramatically like pulling kids out of a situation when it's like a parent thing you know like I didn't feel like there was any like danger or just anything in that sense of like me and him would communicate um we would try to communicate as clearly like no fighting around the kids and we we don't for the most part yeah. like that was something that i think when we became parents where it was like we fought a lot at the beginning of our relationship a lot yeah but i think when we became like parents it was like this is just something that we can't do we didn't want them to be in that energy and vibration um, so we really have learned to communicate. I think communication has been huge, even when it's hard. Yeah. I think one thing in this, like, well, we've been to, we've known each other 15 years this month, <clears throat> 15 years, and then married 10 years this week. Um, we've always like had great conversation, you know, but I think we both have always had like fears of like saying something that could either hurt the other person's feelings mm -hmm. or like this is what i'm feeling right or some people are afraid to have those conversations because they're afraid to hear something they don't want to hear mm -hmm. you know i know that's why sometimes i wouldn't engage in conversations or i, I wouldn't be all into conversation i think like had in the past i think i would say like why didn't you tell me like you were wanting to like sleep with another person or anything? But again, like you wouldn't know, you know, cause you're just like very unconsciously. I think a lot of things happen very unconsciously and then people are like, well, how the fuck did I end up here? Mm -hmm. You know? And then you're kind of like there and it's like, well, fuck it. Um, but one thing, what was I going to say? Oh my God. That was happening to me earlier. <laughs> <laughs> um, Oh my gosh, I lost my train of thought. What was I saying? You said something about, like, why you didn't tell me that you wanted to sleep. Okay, right. So, I would tell him, like, why... If you would have told me, like, you were feeling certain things, whether it's about a person or just in life in general, like, we could have avoided this or we could have, like, worked it out differently, right? Mm -hmm. Mind you, I know that my reaction to things isn't always, like the greatest you know but i do at some point like level out where i might be like what the fuck do you mean you're not getting attention you know mm. especially in 2012 like i was burnt out i was working full-time going to school full-time like i was so upset about that like because i was doing like everything like within myself at least like to set our family up you know and then for you to like make that decision i felt like and then use it against me. Like, well, I wasn't getting attention or I wasn't getting this. I was like, what attention do I have to give you? You know, like I'm trying to like be this type of human being, this super mom and super wife that 
and this is like how you repay me in a sense you know yeah and i think for people it's easier to, to blame others you know for your own actions right. and so uh, that's where in 2019 like obviously i'd already like peeled back layers in that sense where i was like i am not going to accept whatever bullshit you're about to like say like and sure enough you did like say like something along the lines of like something and i was like i'm glad you got that off your chest but you know like i'm not i'm not receive i'm not going to receive that like that's just yeah. not a thing yeah and sometimes here now i'm like well if she thinks my word is shit then what's the point mm-hmm. you know i got into that kind of mindset like oh well if my word doesn't mean anything, then why say anything, you know, which is a very human thing to do. Right, because you're like, I want you to accept whatever it is that I have to say. But that wasn't true. It really wasn't, like, true. Having three kids, like, I, I feel like everything, too, like, that's happened has always been, like, when I've started, like, something new, whether it be in life or business, where I've been, like kind of balls to the walls with it you know with life and I'm like really like in like what I'm creating and all that and then you kind of like have thrown this like curveball into our life and I've actually never let it stop me I've actually never like paused and stopped and was like oh my god like this is happening you know or whatever like I've never really allowed you to stop me from growing or anything I think too like that can be an issue for some people where some men like if you were to really look at me and a Sevon, like, obviously, like, I am living, like, within my purpose, you know, like, I am doing all those things, and if someone doesn't feel like they are serving, like, a purpose within themselves, too, right, like, they can project that onto their partner, right, or it's like, oh, well, you're doing this, and you're doing this, and I'm not, or get right? jealous. <laughs> right, they kind yeah. of, like, victimize themselves, like, through that. And I've had fears, like, even, like, through this where it's, like, well, what if he doesn't get to this point? Or what if he doesn't find his purpose? But then I I am, like, well, that's on him. You know, like, he has every opportunity to do it, you know, or to ask or to speak up or whatever. Um, And I think those are, like, little lessons, like, even for himself. Yeah, and I think from... um just for our relationship um i don't think i've ever intentionally like ever stopped you from doing anything you wanted to do but Mm -hmm. it's almost like (laughs) i don't know i got this picture in my head but i felt you know like a ball and chain a ball that's like anchored into the ground and there's like a chain that maybe like a prisoner is on or something Mm -hmm. they have a certain amount of slack and they can like move around and stuff or try to get away but then they stop because the chain's only so long Mm -hmm. it's like that's how I felt like what I was to you for a while like I was just a ball and you were the chain you kept like trying to like better yourself and you know but I kept like holding you Mm -hmm. holding you back um and that's one thing I had to struggle I had to work through also yeah I, I think I went back and forth too like with that where I felt like I almost had to play myself very, like, small, you know, where I could see how that could even create issues. And I think, you know, for other people, too, when they feel, like, stuck and stagnant like that, they cheat based off that, you know? Yeah. Or because they're, like, I'm trying to, like, escape or I'm trying to, like, release myself or whatever, you know? It was, like, a ball. It was was just a ball of my own shit, and the weight of it was so heavy. 
mm-hmm. that it was starting to weigh you down too. Mm-hmm. But I mean, of course, that's something that a realization that came years and years down the road. Right. That was a big because one. that's something you don't think about. I almost like took the energy of like being his like mother unconsciously over like the years and I didn't realize it even like when he would have issues with his mom I'd be like you need to say something or you need to like speak up or communicate or whatever and I would get so mad and like I would get into it with her even you know and I would tell I still have mommy issues (laughs) (laughs) He's, he's still working through those you know and I would say like I refuse to pay for that relationship right it was like i was being um what's the word like punished yeah you know for like what she put you through and so then i get very defensive about it because it's like no fucking way like i'm not doing it you know um i would give a step on like this idea of like i have to be like a bird you know like where you have to like let me fly and kind of do my thing and like travel explore whatever you know like do my business and all that but like I know he's gonna like hold down like the nest and like at home like when I travel and I go somewhere like I don't worry or think about like what is he going to do yeah that is I think another topic because in the first episode I had told them how the morning that you left in 2019 and you were just like showering and like I and grabbed you your phone stopped it. and I could have stopped it and I think I I battled myself with that like why the fuck didn't I stop it you know like I could have thrown a fit that morning and said like you're not going to work we would have gotten into a fight like and I know what it would have looked like but I also knew I didn't have the energetic capacity to do that at like five six o'clock in the morning like and I remember just sitting in my bed saying like whatever's in the dark will come to light you know like god like you're going to bring it to light a lot sooner than later and i'm not going to stress out about this i'm not going to stop him because i believe that people will do whatever they want to do no matter what yeah you can try and force someone you can try to control someone you can you know take freedoms away from your partners or anybody they will still find a way to do it i think about like in high school like when i was like having sex like teenagers will figure out how to have sex like (laughs) like they'll figure it out somehow whether it's a minute or two like whatever like there's where there's a will there's a goddamn way truly Mm -hmm. and i knew that like i knew better that Whatever decision he's going to make, one, it has nothing to do with me. Will it affect me? Yes. Will it hurt me? Yes. You know, like, I'll have to figure that out, like, if it comes to it or not. But I think that is something I want everyone to understand is, like, we are in charge of our own decisions. And another person's decisions, even though, like, it may affect you, you cannot control what they say yes to and what they say no to you can only focus and control like what your yeses and nos are and even though like it hurt and it has been fuck like almost 10 years of like i feel like healing you know from this 
these situations that I have so much faith in my belief of like acceptance and you will make your own decisions and those decisions are on you they will affect you more right on a internal level than they will me that would just be me like kind of like making it about me not to say like it doesn't hurt doesn't affect you in that sense but like sometimes we have to remove ourselves from other people's choices and decisions because we think like we can control them that or basing your own decisions off somebody else is you know right i'm doing this because she felt this way about it or and those are like a lot of conversations too like where we had to have like all right do you want this type of marriage or do you want that i also pretty much told a (laughs) seven that i have I kind of look at it this way. Like, I really don't, like, right now in life, like, have any desire to necessarily, like, get a divorce. Like, I just, I don't think, like, that's something that I want. Like, I think even if it wasn't working for, like, us, like, I don't necessarily would want that, you know? Um, I think we're great co-parents. Like, we're great parents together even at that. Like, and I told him, I said just where I'm at like right now in life like I don't feel like I would want to go through the process of like a divorce so if you were to cheat on me I think the dynamic of our marriage would change basically to like an open marriage and he's like well I wouldn't want that and I'm like well I don't know that you'd have a choice in that sense you know of course you do have a choice but like that's what the dynamic would probably switch to if it's a physical thing or a sexual thing then then yeah you know but I'm telling you like I don't want to be cheated on you know so if we need to kind of like come to a level of understanding or healing where we have opened it up to that space I remember that conversation too I think that was probably like the second hardest conversation over forever and I think we still like have that conversation I think I have the conversation more to like see what his reaction is or like what he's going to say (laughs) because he doesn't like the idea of it but I'm like well you think I like the idea of being cheated on no so something's got to give yeah right and I think that's my thing of like be mindful of like there's always something that has to like give yeah for sure so it's like when you make choices I make choices (laughs) right I don't think I'm down for that either. Yeah, you have to ask yourself, can you live with that? Are you able to, you know, do life and be able to live with those type of things? <laughs> Which, honestly, I don't I don't know. I mean, just right now, I don't think I could. For what reason? I don't know. I don't know if it's, like, a dominance thing or what, but... Mm-hmm. I just don't know. <laughs> It'd be really, really hard. But yeah. then there's some people like, oh yeah, like that's fine, you know. Yeah, I think, you know, and just I just depends on what you're into, I guess. Right. <laughs> and I think for us, like we've came to a space where, as an individual, on an individual level, we have evolved right we're not who we were a year ago five years ago like 10 years ago you know and there's always evolution there's always change you know and sometimes there's things that have to be done or you know 
tried or whatever, you know? So I think for me, like when I have these conversations with you, it's more of like, don't take anything off the table because we don't know, right? We've had friends that when we were going through our thing that were like, oh, well, we would never cheat on each other or we would never do this. And that would make me feel like complete shit. Like I felt so low. And then a fucking year and a half later, it was the wife like boning the cousin and all this crazy (laughs) shit, you know? And I'm like, what the fuck happened to like this was never gonna happen you know the very yeah. human part of me nobody is nobody like, knows i mean nobody knows if this takes one choice right you know you can move through so many different things and i think i want to like kind of close up with this with one answering the forgiveness thing is like can you forgive yes because i do forgive esteban for what he's done do you feel like I have? Uh, yes. But I think the thing that matters the most is it's about me right. forgiving myself. Right. And I think, too, that was another conversation that we would have is, like, where I felt like I forgive you, but I could almost feel like his own, like, non-self-forgiveness. Because I don't think if I was able to forgive myself, you probably couldn't. Do you forgive yourself? I would still be carrying that. I do forgive myself. Yeah. And I had to choose to take accountability and accept that mm-hmm. that's who I was. Mm-hmm. You know, that was me. Not, nobody else. Right. And not, and that's the thing is where every situation is different. You know, every situation is different. There are some couples where the husband or the wife has cheated and they have not taken accountability for what they've done. And they also don't feel like there's either anything wrong or they don't know how to heal from it or transmute that energy or anything because there's either shame or guilt or whatever it is, right? Um, And I do, that's how I kind of want to answer that question is it's on an individual level of like self-forgiveness first and foremost of that person, you know, like you can still forgive another person. Like I feel like I probably forgave a seven before he forgave himself. It might not have felt that way because the energy is just so like tight and like heavy. Right. Um, so you don't know which end is which, right. Have I forgiven him? I think I would ask myself like, have I, you know, but then I would know like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to hold on to it. Um, so every situation is different. But it does take an individual level of, like, self-forgiveness. But you can overcome it. Like, there can be the space of it. And the reality of it is, too, is, like, I don't know if years down the road I'm going to make a choice where I say yes to another person and I cheat, right? I don't know if in 20 fucking 25 a seven's going to do the seven-year thing and, like, do it again, right? All I can say is, like... And I think that's one of the things that I've learned is, like, I'm present. We've learned to be present yes. in our marriage, like, where it is now. Yeah, for sure. I don't, I don't really, um, I don't think about, like, the future, like, if our relationship or, like, oh, how's it yeah. going to be in three years or whatever, because... We just take it that shit could stress you out you know we just take it for really like what it is now and what enjoy we what now. we have now right working on ourselves now yes. being the best version of ourselves every single day and i think it it really shows so 
thank you, babe, for coming on and thank doing you. this. You're welcome. <laughs> um, and I hope that whoever's watching this, that you were able to get something meaningful and some clarity. So, so much love and light to you.